Volatility in the market is a fact. What isn't so clear is what the ups and downs of the market can do to your retirement portfolio. For answers, call Kevin Brooker at 800-975-6717. Kevin is founder and CEO of Silverleaf Financial, and he's been helping people cut through the noise to create a retirement and income plan that can take you all the way through retirement. Call now for your free financial consultation, 800-975-6717. Today's market volatility can really take a toll on your portfolio. But what if you could lock in your gains and still be in a position to participate in the gains without suffering losses if the market plunges again? That's what Kevin Brooker at Silverleaf Financial can help you achieve. Your no-cost analysis includes a portfolio x-ray showing any hidden fees in your current plan. He'll show you how by claiming Social Security at the right time can make a huge difference in your retirement income. Call Kevin Brooker today, 800-975-6717. Do it today. This is Kevin Brooker. Welcome to Cruising Through Retirement. You know you've been a good saver socking away money in your 401k and your IRA for years and years, and you got a tax break every year you did it. But now you get the plus retirement, and it's time to begin to diffuse that so-called uh, lump sum time bomb, if you will. So we're going to cover that on today's show. Cruising Through Retirement with Kevin Brooker. Kevin is an investment advisor representative with more than 30 years experience. He's helped thousands of people cruise through retirement, and he'd be happy to help you too. Stick around for today's adventure on Cruising Through Retirement. Hey, welcome in, everybody. This is Cruising Through Retirement. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. Kevin Brooker is here, as always. Kevin is a fiduciary and investment investment, I can speak, uh, investment advisor <laughs> representative with Silverleaf Financial, 30 plus years helping folks getting to and through retirement. He is a fiduciary independent, Silverleaf Financial and silverleaffinancial.com. Hi, Kevin. How's things? Oh, things are wonderful, wonderful. You know what? And uh, guys, yeah, please take a look at the website, silverleaffinancial.com. Uh, we've got a lot of resources, got blogs, a lot of information on retirement and planning for retirement. Uh, as well as videos and uh, generally the last uh, 10 or 12 podcasts as well. If you miss one of them, uh, you always can go back and listen to one from a couple weeks ago. All right. I like it. The um, So you talk about uh, the lump sum tax time bomb and, and that really with a 401k, you know, it's easy to forget that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and that's a big thing. That's a big thing, Steve. I'll tell you, I sit down with a lot of people that, you know, they've and they've been doing exactly what we talked about. You know, they, they set up the 401k a long time ago. They've been uh, diligently putting money into it, adding money into it, leaving it there and watching it grow. Uh, but unfortunately, a lot of times they, they don't fully grasp that that is going to be 100% taxable when you start taking that money out. Um, you know, so really the way to look at it is imagine that, I don't know, a quarter of it, you know, is going Uncle Sam, um, depending on where you're at on the income scale, of course, uh, in any given year. And, and so we call it the time bomb. And there's a lot of books out there. If you guys do a Google search for a retirement time, retirement tax bomb or IRA or 401k tax bomb, um, that you're going to find a lot of information on it. And, and it's just a, a, you know, a little colorful way, I guess, of explaining it or showing uh, that it can have a big impact. And the issue is not just the taxes um, that, that's, that you generate from those withdrawals, but the implications that it has on other accounts. And so we, we talk about... Uh, 
um, you know, this snowballing, you know, RMD, if you will, the required minimum distribution, uh, and, and that, that uh, liability that has been put off, in other words, you haven't paid the tax liability, right? On all the money that went in, in there, you got the tax deduction. So the liability just continues to grow. And what's going to happen now that they raise the RMD age to 72, um, you can wait until you're 72 to start taking out that required distribution. But at that point, you're going to have to take it. Uh, the, you know, Uncle Sam put off, uh, they, they basically delayed collecting the taxes long enough and they want their tax money. So uh, it is something that all of us are going to have to deal with. Um, you know, but you want to be aware that it is going to have an impact or could, I should say, could have an impact on other things, uh, namely Medicare. And some of you might know you're, uh, you really want to sign up for Medicare two or three months before you turn 65. Um, there are exceptions if you're still working and you're covered by an employer health plan, things like that. But you want to make sure you look into the rules. Make sure you're not late. If you're late signing up for Medicare without having you know, a, a valid reason, such as you know, a, you're covered under your employer plan, um, then you're going to wind up paying a higher premium for life. And that's just on the Medicare premiums that you pay. Now... What they're doing, what they started, uh, I want to say 20 years ago, I think it was 03, uh, 19 years ago, uh, they introduced Congress passed Medicare means testing. And so what it means is that if your income is high enough, you're going to pay more uh, than probably your neighbor or the guy down the street than they pay for the Medicare premium. Uh, and that number goes up. I've had some clients get hit by this, not realizing it was an issue. Uh, it's right at 182, I believe, is the, is the first cutoff. And, and so what will happen is if your income is over that 182000 mark, that means you're going to pay the, the higher level. Like they have them ranked in tiers. And so you'll pay a higher level. Uh, you'll pay a higher premium for your Medicare uh, Part B. And so it's something that you want to be aware of, you know, because who wants to pay an extra, you know, half a million or million dollars over the course of your life because you made more income or because you were diligent enough in putting all this money away? And, and so the first thing is to be aware of it. And then what we want to do is we want to plan around it, right? And if we're able to, then we can then we can figure out ways to withdraw money from other accounts. Maybe you have a Roth account, all right? Because one thing a lot of my clients do is they convert, you know, they start converting money into the Roth. Uh, let's say a guy retired, let's say somebody retires at 63 and you plan to live off of savings until you're 66 or 67 when you turn on social security. Uh, in that scenario, you haven't started claiming Social Security yet. However, the government looks back two years, okay? So if you do some big Roth conversions thinking you've got time, it doesn't matter. Well, the bad news is that there's a good chance that's the tax return that government is going to use. This, in other words, the tax return from two years ago when you're 63 right. to determine what you're going to pay when you're wow. 65. And you can help but, us avoid that. Yes, I can. I can. <laughs> and that's, that's, why, not, that's no fun at all. No, it's really not. It's really not. And and if you guys look at uh, look look at how much these premiums jump, you know, you start off right now. The premium is what about one seventy, um, just over one hundred seventy dollars for Part B, and Part D is, I want to say about twenty what twenty three dollars a month, um, and so that's in the first tier. So that means you're making income of less than one hundred eighty two thousand. Well, the next tier. That has only got about a forty-five thousand range. It goes up to roughly two thirty, two twenty-eight, something like that. Your premium goes to two thirty-eight on Part B, hmm. and it goes to thirty-five. So it's a fifty percent jump on your Part D. Now it's only twelve bucks a month. Maybe that's no big deal to you, uh, but to me, it could all it could add up to this could add up to thousands of dollars over your life. And if you are in a higher income bracket, 
you know, if you're in the very highest over 750,000, then your premium is going to go up to almost, you know, like $578 a month. Um, and, and the thing is, guys, a lot of people don't realize that um, the government subsidizes Medicare. All right. The premium that you're paying, the, what the government does when they set the tables, they set the premium at 25% of the cost. So you're paying that premium. That's 25% of the cost of that insurance. The government is paying the other 75%. They're subsidizing it. So what they're doing is they raise it up. They're raising it up to reduce the subsidy for people that have higher income amounts. Okay. And, and, and so it is something that, uh, that you want to be aware of. And then what we can do is we can plan around it, right? I think one of the best things, one of the best things that you can do, I do believe in shifting money to the Roth, to, uh, to the Roth, but we want to try to do it earlier. We don't want to wait and get stuck in that 63, 64 year old range. Um, if it's going to put you in a higher bracket. So if you can convert without going into a higher bracket, just bear in mind, the government is looking back two years on your returns to see if you need to, if you should be paying higher, uh, you know, than the typical person. Sure. Well, I mean, again, that in and of itself is, is interesting and and something that we do need to pay attention to. Now we talked about, um, you talk about the RMD age at 72 and I know the secure act 2.0, it's not officially passed, but it's certainly getting some, it's certainly in motion. I'll say that. Um, Yes. Probably be passed sometime before the end of the year. Uh, and what that's going to do, that's going to change our, the RMD age again. Yes, yes. They're, they're, they're talking about changing it, raising it again to 75. Uh, and as I understand it, the way it's written currently, now, of course, all this can change between now and the time they you know, get done with the negotiations and they you know, right. put in all the pork barrel spending and everything else. Um, basically, it's, a fa- it's phased in. And so I, I, I believe the way it's the way that it's set up is for the first couple of years, maybe it goes to 73 uh, and then a couple more years, it goes to 74. And then I want to say in maybe eight or 10 years, it would go to 75. Um, and those are ballpark numbers. The point is that it's just going to be gradually phased in over time. Um, but chances are, if you're, let's say you're 65 or younger right now, the chances are real good. You're not going to have to take out an RMD, you know, until you're 75. And, and so I think if you can do that, if you can put off the RMD, by all means, do it, because that's that much longer. You can grow the money that much, that, that much, uh, that many fewer years you're going to be, you know, drawing it down. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and which should which should increase the longevity of those funds. Right. They should last you that much longer because you haven't tapped into them yet uh, and you're letting them continue to grow. So in, in my opinion, that's a, that's a great thing. I'm glad to see it. I think uh, for a long, long time we were at 70 and a half. And, and I'll, you know, the great majority of my clients, in fact, I, probably 90% of them, they never take out a dime. They never withdraw anything. Uh, these are people that have been saving all their lives, as I'm sure a lot of you have. And they, they, they're in that mode. And, and a lot of them aren't, aren't really, they're, they're, they've got enough assets and they have enough income coming in that they don't need to withdraw the money for their own lifestyle. And so typically they leave it in there and they let it grow. They only take it out when they have to for the RMD. And I'll tell you what, guys, you don't have to actually have to withdraw the money and spend it, right? You can sure. just transfer you can transfer it out of the IRA into another account. So what I do for clients that just want to save the money and invest it and let it grow, we t- we satisfy the RMD requirement by transferring it to a regular cash account. So it still satisfies the distribution. You still have to pay the tax, you know, but we keep the money growing, we just put it into a different account. Mm-hmm. So the other thing that some people will do with their RMDs, is you, you can do a qualified charitable deduction. All right. So if you don't want the money, but you've got charitable desires, uh, I just had a client, in fact, did it just yesterday. 
um, you know, for her, uh, uh, she's doing the distribution now. She set up a scholarship. One of my clients, one of my longest uh, clients was from the, gosh, from 1992 or 93. He was a client of mine all the way. He passed away unexpectedly in 2016, I believe it was. Um, and then his wife has been working with me ever since. And once he passed, she set up a scholarship in his name uh, where they have every year they award a scholarship to one to a male and one to a female um, that is pursuing physics uh, at Tel Aviv University in Israel, which is where he got his PhD. Wow, so, that's pretty cool. Uh, that's I a, think what it's a great legacy. I think it's a fantastic legacy, and I, I would encourage everybody to look into it. I think I think it's a awesome. I think it's awesome. I think setting up a scholarship is a great way to do it because you're helping kids, right? You're help. I should say young adults you know, get their education without taking on more debt, which is a lot big topic of conversation these days. Um, you know, but it, but it, yes, it does. It continues a legacy. It, 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 it helps provide the funding for people that are going into the field, you know, that you want to recognize. And, and I think it's a great thing to do. So she does that every year. So you can do a qualified charitable distribution, but the way that it works is you have to take the money has to move directly from the IRA account to the charity. So you can't take it. You can't receive it and then forward it onto them. It has to go straight to uh, straight to the charity. And it satisfies your RMD requirement. It satisfies the distribution requirement, but you don't have to pay tax on it, right? Um, you know, you don't get an extra tax deduction because, you know, but, but the point being, um, you know, it gets the money to the charity. You don't have to pay tax. You satisfy the requirement, Everybody, all, all good. And in this case, you know, you give money to some, uh, some young, bright, young, bright adults for higher education. Sure. I mean, that's very cool. And, um, but again, you probably have seen a lot of pretty interesting um, estate plans. Yes. Yes. Yeah, for sure. For sure. You know, like this guy, I mean, what a wonderful thing. And, and I mean, I'm guessing there's probably others too that have done similar things or perhaps even more creative than that. There are, there are people can be really, people are very creative. And, and I tell you, one of the things that, one of the things that's always surprised me the most is, you know, I, when I was younger, I thought that, well, you know, everybody leaves the money to their kids, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, well, not necessarily. All right. I mean, some, some of, some of them do, um, you know, I've got, I've got a good amount of clients that don't have any kids. And, and so sometimes they'll leave it to nieces or nephews or cousins. Uh, but a lot of them leave it to charities. And, um, and I, I think that's, you know, I think it's a great, uh, you know, it's a great thing. I always recommend guys, if you're going to leave to charity though, please check out the charity navigator site or any other site that rates and reviews charities, because there's a lot of scams out there. There's a lot, there's a lot of cha- so-called charities that really very, very little of the money actually goes to the cause that you think you're supporting, uh, because it's going to admin or other, other, you know, other people's, you know, yeah, uh, benefits or pockets is not going where you think it is. Sure. So before you do it, just thoroughly check it out. And I'm happy to do that by uh, f- with you, by the way, if you'd like. Um, but yeah, people can be very, very creative. And, and the thing, and especially in the case of people that don't have kids, you know, when when the, one of the spouse passes away, that's when they really start to think about, you know, I, I've got to fi- you know, find a place for this to go. Why, why give it? You know, there's no reason to give it to the government. Right. right. Um, let's find let's find a good cause. And uh, so I, I think that's I think that's a great way to do it. If you don't need it, that's why I wanted to mention the charitable distribution. I think it's a great way to support your charity and satisfy the RMD requirement. Well, well right, and you're then essentially forced to, to start talking about that estate plan, which you've got to talk about too. Yes, you you do you you do, and 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 it, it is really something that's uh, it's far better to do it sooner rather than later, right? Right. Uh, a lot of 
a lot of these things, you know, with estate planning, uh, with setting up power of his attorney, I always recommend everybody have power of attorney set up for, for financial matters. Okay. And that could be anything from, from writing a check to opening a bank account, to buying stocks and bonds, to all sorts of different things that fall under the finance umbrella. Um, you should have power of attorney set up for that. And, and just, just think about every day, every day you turn on the news, you read the paper or, or you read, you know, you're on your phone, reading the news, however you do it. Um, but unfortunately accidents happen every day and, and the people involved, I'm certain, I'm certain that they didn't expect it. Right. Of course. Not. Uh, but, but all of a sudden their life has changed or maybe their life is over. Um, if they didn't have an estate plan, I mean, I'm, uh, you know, there, there were some big celebrities that recently passed away that, you know, didn't, uh, um, the woman that was in a car crash, um, I can't think of her name. Actress in California, uh, Anne oh, Hesh. Yeah, yeah, Anne Hesh, yeah. Yeah, anyway, she apparently did not have, she didn't do any estate planning. And presumably she had, you know, she, seen, she seems to me like she probably has some money. I don't know. Sure. Um, but, there, but she didn't do any estate planning. She didn't even have a will, okay? Wow. And, 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 and so I, that's a big mistake people make. A lot of celebrities, there, there are books that have been written out there about celebrities that, left, that you know, passed away with large amounts of money and didn't do estate planning. And it's a nightmare. And the thing is, now you're giving what twenty percent of your money to the probate courts. I mean, it, guys, it, it's a mess. It's a mess, and it could be drawn out. It could be challenged. It's just a mess. So please take some time. Set up powers of attorney for finance. Set up a power of attorney for healthcare. Make sure you've got your your you know last will and testament in place. Um, and if it's appropriate, maybe you know maybe set up a trust if that situation would apply. Especially if you have any uh, special needs individuals you want to take care of. Um, you, you know so. So do the estate planning to make sure everything is in place. If anything unexpected happens sooner than you expect it to happen, you're much better off doing it now than waiting until a lot of people wait until they're, they're in their seventies. I personally think that's uh, too late. Well, you know, one of the other things that I know in your book, the millionaire's guide to tax-free money for long-term care, you do talk about estate planning in there and you kind of go over some of those things. Well, basically all of those things you're just talking about. Yes. Yes, yes. And, and I appreciate you mentioning that, Steve. By all means, you know what, guys? You can get a copy of that book if you'd like. You can get it. It's free. There is no obligation. There's no cost. All you have to do is go to my website, silverleaffinancial.com. Uh, it's right there on the home page. And, it, and it's very simple. Just give me your, your name and your email, and I'll be happy to send you an electronic copy. If you want a hard copy, I'm happy to do that as well. Um, you know, if you'd like to talk about it, just give me a call because there are things you can do. I can show you how you can set money aside for long term care. By using uh, resources you already have, we just have to reposition them in a way that if you do need that money for long-term care, I can show you how to do it on a tax-free basis, right? So that's going to save you 20, 25, 30% or more, depending on the tax bracket you're in, if that situation arises. But I can show you how to do it in a way that you maintain control of the money. In other words, if you don't need it for long-term care, you don't lose it, all right? You can, it could be left to a beneficiary or... We can set up another way that that you could use the money yourself for a different purpose uh, if, if you chose to. But you don't have to give up control of the money. Okay. I mean, that's great. And again, the book, The Millionaire's Guide to Tax-Free Money for Long-Term Care, silverleaffinancial.com is where you can score your copy at uh, for free. And that is a, it's a quick read, but it's really well thought out. Oh, thank, thank you. Thank you. And and. Yeah, and you know what? Yeah, we didn't want to do it. It's not. This isn't like the you know the rise and fall of the Roman Empire yeah, or whatever it's called. You know, it's we're not we're not trying to do that. It's it, it's something probably most people could probably get through it in I don't know maybe an hour or two hours. Yeah. Um, you know, and and in fact, I put a chapter in there. Gosh, I want to, I think it's chapter eight or nine. It's, it's I want to, maybe chapter eight. Um, 
just for the record, where I say annuities, annuity is not a bad word. Okay. Yeah, okay. And, yeah. and the reason the reason that's in a book on long-term care, guys, is because there are hybrid products out there like a fixed annuity that'll pay a fixed amount of interest. It you know may, it might be one and a half or two percent. It's nothing that's gonna you know knock your socks off, um, but it's a, a, a rate of return that you earn on the money if you if you use it um, you know just to grow the money. But if you need it for long-term care, let's say you put in a hundred thousand and you need it for long-term care, the policy pay you two hundred to three hundred thousand, uh, depending on your age and and uh, health and things like that. But if it's but if it's needed for long term care, they will double or triple, maybe even quadruple if you're if you're young enough, um, the money that you put into it if you need it for long term care, and if you don't, then the money grows at a fixed rate of return, and if you need it for something else, you can take it out for something else, um, and and so that's the reason why I put it in the book. And also, there's other li- there's life insurance. There are life insurance policies that could do the same thing. If you need it for long term care, they give you coverage uh, that that does uh, uh, come out of the death benefit. But there's still a residual benefit paid to your heirs. Um, and if you need the money for long-term care, you get it on a tax-free basis. So to me, tax two of my favorite words are tax-free. Oh, my gosh. Those are the best words, especially when we're talking about <laughs> think, retirement. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And, that, and that's what I want to say, guys. Going back to the Roth, if you haven't started converting money to Roth, I would do that as soon as you can. If you can do that in your 20s or 30s, that's fantastic because you pay the tax bill. You pay the tax on it when you do that. But then it grows tax-free forever, as long as you leave the initial contribution in there at least five years. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the that has to that has to stay in that has to stay in there. So if you've got at least five year time horizon, take a look at a Roth. All right. Because when you bring that out later in life, it's going to be tax free. And so, for instance, one of the things I've talked about on the show before is is also the implication for your Social Security check. All right. Um, for a long time, you know, Social Security. Uh, a lot of people don't realize that it is taxable at the federal level, uh, but it depends on your income. It all comes back down to the income, you know, like so many other things. Um, and the income that you that you make really can't be that it can't be. It's not that much. It's something like a married couple might be able to make maybe 20 grand mm-hmm. uh, in addition to the Social Security before uh, the majority of the Social Security becomes taxable. Uh, but there are ways we can strategize around that, too. Let's say you have a Roth IRA. Right. And let's say maybe we pick a year, maybe next year, or two years, three years, maybe for that calendar year, the only money you take out from your accounts is only from the Roth. And that means in that particular year, chances are your Social Security won't be taxed either. Now, it won't save you a fortune, but it'll probably save you, I don't know, maybe five or six grand, you know, which well, to me is still is, is worth saving. That's real money. Yeah. It's real money, right? Yes. And, and I'm pretty sure it'll still buy a little bit of a vacation, oh, maybe not yeah. you know, not as long as it used to. No, but, <laughs> but yeah. at least at least at least you know maybe I don't know four or five days. I don't know. Yeah, sure. Um, but whatever it is, it all adds up, right? Yeah. And and so that that's my personal plan. Both my, myself and my wife, we have Roth IRAs. Uh, we also have health savings accounts. Um, the health savings account is another one. If you guys have a high deductible health insurance plan, and you're able to. Um, or even if you don't, if you're in control of your health insurance plan, meaning meaning you choose it, um, you know, and if as opposed to being at a large employer where you don't really have that choice, if if what I'm saying is if you have the ability to choose your plan and it fits for your situation. Now, if you're if you're a person that uh, does not need a lot of health care, then I th- then I would say a, a high deductible health plan might make sense. Um, if you have ongoing medical si- you know, conditions, maybe it doesn't make sense. So obviously that comes, you have to bring that into consideration, right? Yeah. Uh, but if it does, if it does make sense, one of the requirements 
to put money into a health savings account is that you have to have a high deductible, uh, high deductible health insurance plan. And so you want to make sure it's HSA eligible. And then if that is, that means that you could set up and contribute to a health savings account. And I want to say the family contribution is, I believe, 7,300 for this year. Yep. I believe it is. Um, and so, you know, you could put in that, uh, you, you, if you're able to, what a lot of people don't realize, this is not like some of the other accounts of the past, um, you know, where you had to spend it every year or you lose it. Um, there's, there's, no, there's no time limitation on when you have to spend the money in the Roth. So what that means, if you do like me and my wife are doing, you can contribute to the, to the health savings account every year, put the money in there, but don't take it out. What I'm saying is we pay our medical bills with, with you know, out of pocket cash. Um, and we have, I have files and records. I'm keeping a record. We're keeping a record of every medical expense that we pay that's eligible for the HSA. And then, I don't know, 15 years, 20 years from now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to designate a year or two years where I'm going to pay myself back all of the money that was acute, all the money that we paid for those medical bills that are HSA eligible. We can pay ourselves back with that HSA money. It's 100% legal, provided we have the receipts and the documentation to support it. And so it's totally a, a legal, perfectly legal strategy. It is, a, it is, in my opinion, a beautiful strategy. Oh, yeah, because, absolutely. Right? You know, Steve, there's no other account, no other account that is triple tax-free like a health savings account. Exactly. It's the only one, guys. It's the only one. The beauty of it is you get the tax deduction when you put the money in. The money grows tax-free, which could be invested in the stock market. Like That's that's where mine is at, uh, right? It could be in stocks, bonds, mutual funds, just like your IRA or your 401k. Um, the entire investing world, essentially, is available that you can do it inside of the HSA, Right. And so if you can put in seven grand a year, if you're able to do that for 20 years, I mean, imagine, you know, now the maximum, you can't do it once you get on Medicare. So basically when you turn 65, that's it. All right. But imagine if you started doing this in your forties, right? You could easily have 200 grand in your health savings account by the wow. time you retire. Yeah. Right. Wow, and that's really cool. And it's tax-free, right? Tax-free, tax-free, you know? So you could live off of that in addition to social security, probably at least three or four years, maybe five or six years. And that means all those years, if all you're bringing in is only the tax-free money in addition to Social Security, that means your Social Security is tax-free too, sure. all right? And, and so with the right planning, we can figure out how to, how to do this in a way that minimizes your taxes, but gets you the growth that you're looking for, as well as obviously the income and help you achieve the other goals that you have. But what's important is you sit down with an advisor that understands these rules and that can work with you so we can plan it out because we can't, we can't sit down today and have this work tomorrow, right? Right. It, it takes planning. And, and so that's why we want to sit down. You want to have a, build a relationship with your advisor uh, so they know exactly what you're trying to accomplish and they can point you, you know, help, help you figure out uh, the, right, uh, the right map to get you to your destination, if you will. Sure. And, and again, those are the, I was thinking as you were telling that story about, you know, how you're going to, you've kept all the receipts, you're going to go ahead then claim. So because you're doing that, that money is going to come out tax-free. That's not like you're just making a withdrawal. Oh no, not a, that. That's going to come out tax free because wow. all I'm well, be, yeah because because the gov this is guys check it out Google it look it up um, I and I I've researched this extensively okay it is yeah, I'm sure you it is a, you know because obviously I don't, I am not in the business of uh, you know giving bad advice um, and I take what I do very seriously and and I am am uh, you know as you're planning for retirement and, and somebody says yeah I've got a million dollars in my four hundred one k I said 
that's fantastic. Congratulations for you're doing that. Bad news is, you know, you're going to have to pay tax on all that, right? Right. And, and, and so if, you're, if, a, if a person is able to put money into the health savings account, like I said, let it grow because it's tax-free growth. And then pay yourself back. You're reimbursing yourself for the medical expenses, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, the, and the way that I'm doing it, it, it's all fully documented. I've got receipts and records for everything. We've been keeping these files for years. And, and so that's going to be, you know, t- many, many years of, of medical expenses. And the other thing, the other thing, just so everybody knows, uh, the expenses that can be covered by the HSA are pretty broad reaching. It's all of your medical, your dental, uh, chiropractic, uh, vision, hearing. Uh, it, it's, it's very, very wide reaching. And, and it would include your prescriptions, right? Your, if you have prescription drugs. And, um, and so there's a lot of expenses that can be that you can reimburse yourself for in retirement, and it would be done on a tax-free basis. So to me, it's gonna so it'll be supplemental income for me and my wife, and it'll be tax-free because we're reimbursing ourselves for, for medical expenses that we incurred over time. So between that and my Roth and our Roth IRAs, that's how I will be funding several, uh, you know, hopefully many years of our retirement uh, and enjoying my Social Security on a tax-free basis too. Well, and again, you know, you talk about if you know that you're going to be in a high deductible plan, and for a lot of us, that's just a given, you know, to start earlier rather than later, putting that money away from a, from a family standpoint, like in your early 50s, by the time you retire in your mid 60s, you're right. That's, yeah, that's it, that's something that's that's real. It, that's real money. It's real money, and it can be a significant amount of money. And you know something else? If you, if you guys have kids that are just starting in the workforce, Let's imagine if you're mid twenties, right? Mm-hmm. I know, I know, I know. When I was in my in my twenties, I'll admit, I'll admit something. Uh, I, I, you know, I we used to t- we used to talk about it in in, a, in my office. I used to run an office in Chicago, and and say, you know, I feel you feel like you're fifty feet tall and bulletproof, right? Sure, yeah. It's it's like you can do anything because your body is so fantastic. It's going to recover from most anything pretty quickly. Yep. And and so you're really most people are very healthy when they're younger. That's the best time to have a high deductible health plan. Now, bear in mind, if you're having children or things like that, okay, we want, you want to consider that for sure because that might not make sense that year, all right? But, um, but take a look at it because the high deductible health plan gives you the ability to put it in the HSA and then you, know, you can let it grow. And the other thing, it, I've had, I've, I, have, I have had people tell me, well, Kevin, I don't think I'm going to have that much of medical expenses. <laughs> and I say, well, I say from your lips to God's ears, right? You know? <laughs> yeah. Please, please let that be the case. I, I hope you're so lucky. Um, you know, but you know what? The government gives the, you the ability to save that money and that you can essentially, if you don't use it all, you could essentially uh, just pay tax on it, right? If you pull it out. So, so let's say you pull tax, you uh, accumulate all this money in the HSA, the health savings account. And then later on, in the, I don't know, you're 70 years old and you, you want to, I don't know, you want to buy a car or something. You pull the money out and use it for something other than health expenses. Do you know what you're going to have to pay? You're going to have to pay the tax. Yeah. Think of your IRA. Think of it like an IRA. It grew tax deferred. You got your tax deduction and it grew tax deferred. So what's the harm in that? It's no more. It's, it's just like an IRA. If you use it for a different expense, then it's then, then, okay, you got the tax deduction. You got the tax deferred growth. Now you have to pay the tax on it just like your 401k or just like your IRA. Okay. So the health savings account to me, is is one of the best vehicles available, uh, period, um, because of the flexibility, because of their there's it, it doesn't expire, 
Uh, and because if you don't use it for health savings account, there's no penalty. Now I'm talking after you turn 65. After this is after 65. After 65, sure. Yeah, so there's no penalty if you use it for something other than healthcare uh, or medical expenses, but you do have to pay tax on it. So therefore it becomes just like another retirement account. Man, that's uh, that's great. I mean, the HSA. I mean, it's been around for a long time, but it, to me, it seems like in the last five years or so, it's become uh, very fashionable. It has, right? It has, and and uh, you know, I think I think more people are talking about it. More people are looking into it. Uh, I do think there there are a lot of people that I've talked to that are that get um, they're they're very concerned. They don't like the idea of the high deductible health plan because Understood. they don't want to. You know, and I get it. I get it because you could have to come out of pocket, you know, several thousand dollars. My deduct, I think my deductibility is over, uh, over six grand. I want to say yep. is, is what mine is. So it's a chunk of money, no question about it. Um, you know, but if if you're as I mentioned, it's something. It's a personal decision everybody has to make. You want to look at your medical condition and and things like that, obviously. Um, but if you're comfortable with a high deductible plan, then I think an HSA could be a very good thing. Uh, for you to add to the portfolio in addition to the other accounts that you already have. Folks, give us a call, 800-975-6717. That's the number to Kevin. And again, silverleaffinancial.com is the website. You can reach out to Kevin right there. Don't forget, get your copy of the book, The Millionaire's Guide to Tax-Free Money for Long-Term Care. And that, I mean, uh, what a fun what a fun half hour this has been, Kevin. How, hey. what's, the, what's the words of wisdom today? Oh, you know what? The, the, the words of wisdom here is, is I want to, I want to tell you that, you know, the stock market, we, we've been bouncing around in this range. I want to tell everybody it does. I do still feel like we're in a bear market here. I think this is just a, a bounce in a bear market. So I want to suggest everybody take a look at your account, make sure you're not taking on too much risk. All right. And if you'd like a second opinion about your portfolio, certainly feel free to give me a call, but take a look at the risk. We had a nice bounce. So if you felt like you were taking too much risk and you're worried when the market was lower, this might be a good time to lighten up a little bit on some of your higher risk investments. Provided this for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment tax or legal advice. The covered material has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. There are risks associated with every type of investment vehicle. Please read the prospectus and risk disclosures thoroughly before investing. Insurance guarantees are subject to the insurance company's ability to pay. Neither Silverleaf Financial, Kevin Brooker, hosts, and guests are responsible for the usage of information discussed. Security and investment services offered through Silverleaf Financial, member FINRA SIPC. Please consult with an experienced advisor before making any investment decisions. Volatility in the market is a fact. What isn't so clear is what the ups and downs of the market can do to your retirement portfolio. For answers, call Kevin Brooker at 800-975-6717. Kevin is founder and CEO of Silverleaf Financial, and he's been helping people cut through the noise and create a retirement and income plan that can take you all the way through retirement. Call now for your free financial consultation, 800-975-6717. Today's market volatility can really take a toll on your portfolio. But what if you could lock in your gains and still be in a position to participate in the gains without suffering losses if the market plunges again? That's what Kevin Brooker at Silverleaf Financial can help you achieve. Your no-cost analysis includes a portfolio x-ray showing any hidden fees in your current plan. He'll show you how by claiming Social Security at the right time, 
can make a huge difference in your retirement income. Call Kevin Brooker today, 800-975-6717. Do it today. 